Welcome to podcast number 47 for Thanks for Your Service. Our focus is on historical topics relating to the Australian military. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for Thanks for Your Service. And our website is www.thanksforyourservice.net. The Women's Royal Australian Air Force operated between 1951 and 1977. Jessica Ferrari from Memento Media received a grant from the federal government and produced an eight-part documentary series chronicling the experience of service women from Point Cook in Victoria. Joining us on the line from Melbourne is Jessica Ferrari from Memento Media. Jessica, thanks so much for joining us today. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. In 2017, you received a grant from the federal government's Community Heritage and Icon Grants Program and to create an eight-part documentary series about the Women's Royal Australian Air Force, we'll refer them to, to them as the WAF, personnel who were based at Point Cook's Air Base between 1951 and 1977. Let's start off... Um, What was the WAF or the Women's Royal Australian Air Force? Well, they were they were set up um, in uh, 1951. So after the the Women's Auxiliary Air Force um, was disbanded at the end of of World War II, um, but then um, a new one was formed. Sort of a a few years later, it was decided that they sort of still needed additional assistance. So they were formed. um, They received royal assent. So that's where the R in, in in WAF comes from. Um, and there were 30 officers and 832 air women. And they sort of, the, the, the idea behind them was to engage them in productive duties to ease the shortage, um, ease shortages and release RAF uh, members for other work. So they did things like um, uniform and equipment work. There were telephone, telephonists, <laughs> uh, medical orderlies, drivers, cooks, clerks, things like that. So, um, yeah, so that sort of was their role. And, um, and yeah, they, they were at Point Cook, so... Um, a lot of them did their rookie training at Point Cook and then some obviously were then stationed at Point Cook. And for those outside of Victoria in Australia, where is Point Cook and, and what is it? Ah, okay. So Point Cook is actually some sort of call it like the birthplace of the uh, Australian's military aviation. So it was established in 1913 and it was our first um, operational air base. Um, and it also was an operational flying school up until 1992. Um, these days, it's got a great museum, um, and but also parts of it is still an active base. So, and they have you know air shows and things like that. So it's um, on the west of Melbourne CBD, um, and yeah, it's a it's a suburb, but also yeah, the first and oldest air base in Australia. Now you. You produced an eight-part documentary series about the WAF. Can you take us through um, each of the episodes? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, sort of with um, with the documentary, um, you sort of you've got to let the characters tell you their story. Uh, and so, I spoke to the women before I started filming, and um, and you know to get a sense of what their experience of the, of of their time in the in the in the WAF was. Um, and so, from there, kind of 
what what came out to me was sort of a guess in terms of a narrative of a timeline. So the, the the sections are around joining, you know, what it was like coming from all over Australia to be to sent to Point Cook to do rookie training. Um, so and, and also the motivation. So the first one is joining, like what did they know about it? Why did they join? The second one is training, so doing their rookies and things like panic flight and all sort of understanding how our training in the Air Force works. Then um, there's one about graduation. So, you know, there's the marching and, and the course songs and all of those elements of, of, of graduating. And then also sort of for me um, as a sort of to get a sense of what the conditions were like. Um, then there's one about mustering. So the jobs that they were, were um, assigned to do. And then the, another one about the life on the base. So at that time, there was segregation between the male and the female um, uh, air, air folk. And so, yeah, so sort of a bit of a sense of what that was like, you know, from the women's perspective. And then there's also one around um, their pride in their service, so around ANZAC Day. And then the final sort of piece is around them spreading their wings. So what happened to them after they left the Air Force? Um, at that time, you had to leave the Air Force when you became married. Um, and so... So a lot of them, you know, became married uh, and left and, you know, sort of following their journey after after leaving the service. But also um, so many of them still remain friends and there's that lovely camaraderie that, that comes with being in, in the armed forces. So that sort of comes through in the final one. Um, yeah, so those are sort of the eight parts. And the and the documentary series it it relies both on uh, current day interviews with the former WAF personnel and heaps and heaps of archival archival footage from Point Cook and and the RAF. But what was involved in the making of the documentary? Yeah, well, that's um, that, you know, that was really a lucky find at the National Film and Arch- Archive film and sound archive to get all that archival material because a part of so my I'm a documentary maker but I'm also an oral historian and what we're trying to do with oral history is is provide the lived experience of of um of people and to sort of get get a sense of what it was like on the ground for people and so there can be a real contrast between what the official records are saying and sort of you you'll notice it um when you view the documentaries that there's the the official stance on what things were like and then there's the lived example so there was a great one where um the the official um uh, uh, footage was saying, you know, that so women make their way to the medical centre where inoculations offer them no fear and then you get to the bit where you talk to the women and they're like, oh, no, it was awful and we were crying and one woman threw up and so it's a lovely sort of contrast between what the official record would have us believe and what the actual lived experience is. But in terms of, you know, how you go about doing a documentary, it's really... Um, finding your characters and establishing who they are. And then it's sort of a a matter of letting them tell their own stories and finding a way to help them unpack their experiences and getting sort of getting the material. And then from there, it's also a lot of time and energy thinking about, well, how can I craft this into an interesting narrative that's true to their experience, but also interesting and valuable to the people that are going to view it. So it was sort of two years process from beginning to end from meeting the women and getting the grant to actually releasing the documentaries um yeah but it was an amazing experience and I don't have a military background at all so they were really generous sharing and patient with me when I didn't know what musterings was or what panic night was they were really generous with their information and their time and I learned so much through it as well it was really a great experience and what was the motivation then for you to make the documentary series well, um, as a you know, as a um, as a documentary maker and oral historian, you're sort of always on the lookout for for new projects. 
Um, and so when I saw the Heritage Listed Icon grant come up, I sort of thought, okay, well, what are the Heritage Listed Icons? And Point Cook Air Base is one of the Heritage Listed Icons. So I did a bit of research and I went to their museum, which was amazing. Um, but I also came across, um, just through searching on the internet, um, as well, there's some some stuff on the WAF at, at the museum, but not all that much. I was finding out about these women and I was like, oh, wow, that's amazing. Like, that's really interesting to me. But I, I'd love to learn more and I'd love to find out more about it. So that was sort of the motivation was um, sort of bringing these, these the, the women's experience of the, of the military and the Air Force to light um, for, my, for my own interest, but also for other people's interest as well and to, and to honour the women in their service as well. Mm. Can you tell us a little about some of the WAF veterans who appear in the documentary? Yeah, absolutely. So um, so I would have loved to do a lot more uh, women, but it was kind of tricky with the grant. It was constrained to um, the Point Cook Air Base, so it had to be people that had a connection to the Point Cook Air Base. So there were, there were WAF all over Australia doing all sorts of interesting stuff, but I just had to sort of stick to women who were connected to the Point Cook Air Base because that's what the, what the, the grant was about. Um, and and the Point Cook Air Base was quite an interesting space as well. It had the School of Languages, there was pilot training, there were cadets, and then there were the WAF rookies. But the, the women that I interviewed were um, Shirley Lumsden, she her, um, formerly James, and she was an officer in in the in the WAF. And so yeah, she was an amazing woman. Um, and uh, and she just I mean, it's what's amazing as well is that the things that they go on to do as well. So she ended up being an entrepreneur and starting her own business and. And her daughter's now an air commodore in the in the RAF reserves as well. So um, yeah, she was an amazing woman, and interesting to get the perspective as an officer um, because you are sort of a little bit removed as a, as an officer. So it was interesting to kind of get her insight around being being part of the machinery of the military, but also being a little bit removed, um, you know, from the from the air women because she sort of you know has a different role. Um, another woman was Margaret Campbell, uh, Nee Reed, um, and she was a telephonist um, in the um, in the in the RAF. And, um, and yeah, and she she was really interesting. She told stories about um, you know the fun and and um, jokes that they used to get up to. Like they used to dress up um, mops and you know um, poke, poke them through each other's windows and make them look like people and scare each other. And so she had some great stories around. Around sort of the the, the larrikinism, I think, um, of of the of living on the base, and and she also put on review shows to raise money for for local charities and things like that. And she was a bit of a poet, so she also had um, some of her poems published in the in the um I think there was a booklet or something that went out. So and she went on to get a master's as well. So the, so yeah, so their women are amazing, you know, both at their time at the at the Air Force, but also you know after the Air Force. And the the third woman I interviewed was. Um, Margaret June Gospel. She goes by June, um, and her um, maiden name was Hoy, and she was a, a clerk um, in at RAF. And um, and she yeah she was funny. She was sort of like, well, I wanted I joined I joined because I wanted to wear a uniform. <laughs> and she was like, I was too short to become a police officer, and I didn't like you know I didn't like the stockings that the Rand wore. So so it was. Um, it was uh, the the wrath for her, wrath for her, and also her father and her uncle had been in the air force, so there, there was that family history as well. And she also, as well as being the clerk, she was the the WAF orderly, so she would look after the girls at night and sort of became a bit of a mother hen. And you know, some of the girls were away from home, and she would take them home to her um, to her family because she lived nearby in, in Werribee. She would take the other um, girls home, you know, and you know, 
was definitely sort of looked after them as, as a mother hen. Um, yeah, so she was yeah, all amazing women. Um, yeah, I could talk about them forever, but I'll, I'll stop there. Yeah, great. And, and the documentary was made by Memento Media, your company. Tell us about what you do. Yes, so my Memento Media is about um, about recording um, people's life stories. So my background is as a documentary maker and an oral historian, and it's sort of based on the concept that um, that everybody has a story to tell and everybody's interesting. Um, and so it's sort of like uh, allowing um, every every person to to share their story. So a lot of the work is uh, I'm commissioned by family members to record perhaps their grandparents or their parents' life stories and then we produce them together into um, into a, a final product like you know like a, um, a documentary sort of um, product uh, and then they can have that and, and do what they want with it um, and also at the moment I'm working on um, an app so that families can can do it themselves as well so uh, part of the challenge with my business is there's only one me mm. <laughs> and I can only record so many so many people's life stories so I'm sort of trying to look at ways to empower um, empower other people to be able to do, to do it themselves and and capture people's stories you know sort of before it's too late um, yeah. And, and Jess, finally, where can people see the documentary? Well, it's actually online. So, I mean, the, the whole purpose of it was to share their story. So, um, so it's online, free for everybody to view. Uh, and they're just they're only short. So there's there's eight eight parts, but they're only sort of between five and ten minutes each. And they're just available on my website. So, mementomedia.com.au. Um, yeah, and they can just view them there and share them and, and that sort of thing. And, yeah, as far as I'm concerned, the more, the more people that see it, the better. Indeed, a great story into a documentary series about the Women's Royal Australian Air Force personnel who were based at Point Cook between 51 and 1977. Jess, uh, thank you again for your time today. That's the podcast for today. The links to the documentary can be found at www.mementomedia.com.au. We also now have a YouTube channel. Just search for Thanks for Your Service and you can find links to it on our website and Facebook page. We're keen to hear your feedback. And if you're listening to us via iTunes or other podcast apps, please leave a review. Your reviews help others find our podcast. You can help support this podcast via Patreon or buy me a coffee. The links are on our website and Facebook page and your support helps us with the production of this podcast. Thanks for listening.